0: Hello, hello, beautiful soul. Welcome to another episode of Unapologetically Abundant Podcast. I'm your host, Petia Kolobova, and my guest today. Oh my gosh, I hope you're sitting or not driving because you will get so much out of this. When I met Cassandra, it was when she interviewed me on her podcast, and I'm like, we gotta keep talking. She's absolutely incredible and she really embodies the beliefs that I stand for and really going from the hustle into the healing, which, oh my goodness, Cassandra, you speak my language. We already mm-hmm. talked to talk together. So I'm really excited to continue this conversation. Yes. I love every time we talk because there's always so many more light bulb moments that happen. And
1: I just feel like your energy and soul feeds off my energy and soul and vice versa. And it's just always a, a super giving and receiving conversation.
0: Mm, I love that. And and like you said, it, it's just like really bouncing of this energy and ideas. And isn't it amazing that like complete two strangers can be so aligned with so many ideas? I love that. There was someone who said this, and I'm not sure
1: who it was, but they said there's always people in the universe who are doing the exact same thing that you're doing on other sides of the world or country or whatnot. So I feel like when we met, it was like, oh, you're doing that too? Cool. Like high five, sister. There was no... Yeah
0: competition or cattiness, just support and love and abundance. Hmm. I love that. And I love that you're saying it, you know, Cassandra, because sometimes we can look at other coaches and we're like, oh, why is she more abundant? Why she has more clients? Why is she right now traveling when I'm sitting at home preparing for my lunch, right? So exactly. it's so easy to look and compare, but I truly believe in what you mentioned. It's the abundance because there is no one like you. The people who resonate with you won't resonate with with me. And even if they resonate, it's just this trust of the intuition that they will go with who they need right now in the moment. Exactly. And it's so beautiful. There may be seasons
1: where the person needs to work with me. And there may be seasons where that person needs to work with you. It's really their individual track and trajectory. And I don't feel like us as coaches really have much control or say over that.
0: Oh, I love that. And and I truly feel that it's it's when women come and they come from their heart and their intuition instead of a fear of like missing out because I've been there, right? Yeah. So uh before we go really, really deep, um what I love, love, love to do at the beginning of every of my podcast. I love taking my um, guests on a beautiful journey. I promise you will like it. (laughs) They don't want to come back. That's the challenge when I got to drag them back into the reality. But if you're open to it, Cassandra, I would love for you to just gently close your eyes just for a moment and take a deep breath. Take a deep breath in and you're feeling your shoulders to be relaxing. Your face softening. You're feeling the groundedness of this moment. And as you're relaxing and breathing in, feeling into your body, I would love for you to visualize that you are walking on a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful beach in a grace. And you're looking into this crystal blue water. And you're so relaxed looking in this water, putting your hands in it, feet in it. And the temperature is just perfect. And there is a gentle breeze in your face playing with your hair. And you can hear the local people laughing and dancing and drinking their favorite drinks. And you can smell the bakery there close to the beach and the fruit on the market. And you're so relaxed and present. And then as you turn around to keep walking, you see a very little girl running to you and she brings you a fresh fix. She just got on the market, just picked up from the trees and as she's giving them to you, she smiles and she says, who are you? What is the one thing you would like this little girl to know? Not what do you do, but who you are. I am a wife and I am a mama
1: and I am a supporter of all women. Mm. Mm,
0: it's so sweet. And I wonder, when did you step into that role of being the supporter of all the women? I remember when I was growing up, I wasn't a supporter of anyone. I just wanted to like, you know, survive and getting, you know, by in a day. And now, you know, when I look around and I see so many supporters of women, when did it happen? Is it something that you grew up with? You always loved supporting other people? Or is it something that you like grow through your journey? Yeah, so I feel like for me, that came
1: organically kind of through the personal development and spiritual work I've done. So I didn't really get to see people supporting other people in my upbringing. Um, It was fairly turbulent. I grew up with drug addicted parents and a lot of physical and mental abuse in my household. And I didn't get to see the good of people. I knew it was there from a young age, but I didn't get to see and witness and touch it. So I think my journey kind of took me on the opposite opposite track of my family where I do come into that role of supporting and if it started out supporting specific women and it started out supporting specific women whose paths and journeys were like mine Mm -hmm. and they didn't have that cheerleader that go to that sister to lend a helping hand up and it kind of turned and spiraled into to something a lot bigger than I thought it would
0: Mm, Thank you so much for sharing that, Cassandra. You know, I love how open and vulnerable you really are, because I feel that on a soul level, we both feel that the more we share about our journey and our possibilities, those who are listening to us, they can say like, huh, you Mm -hmm. too. So it's not just me. So I love how really open you are and I would love to hear what are your thoughts or feelings on, I feel like our generation, we are these way showers. We are breaking the generational patterns because when I see it, my grandma and my parents and who am I being now? Even if you would tell me 10 years ago or 20 years ago, what I would be doing or who I would be being, I wouldn't believe that because I couldn't see it around me like you. We come from different backgrounds, similar traumas, right? But it's, I feel like this generation, it's so different. What do you think about it? So I feel like this
1: generation really got tapped into the personal development and spirituality of our journeys. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like it's partially because the millennials, and I'm going to say the older millennial generation, the ones that were, you know, 81 to 89 ish, (laughs) you guys can't see on the podcast, but (laughs) some of us are raising our hands. Um I feel like we were taught that we could do anything that we wanted, that we were special. Um, we still had to overcome a lot and I feel like that as a generation, um, a lot of the a lot of our parents came from you know either World War II survivors or Great Depression survivors or they had their own trauma that they hadn't worked through. I feel like a lot of that got passed, but we were the generation that started to shift and alchemize that.
0: Mm, yeah. It's it's so powerful because I keep noticing it. And and like you said, it's the older millennials that we are like, I want to grow and I want to like really devote myself into, you know, being a better person and I want to be serving others. And that's something that I see, and especially in women, you know, to awakening in this i want to be serving but i want to be serving my way and from place of love instead of i need to work really hard to deserve the love and deserve the attention you know and I know you too you know in in the past you know you had a lot of hustle a lot of chasing a lot of proving so can you share a little bit about that because when i look at you now you look so like calm and like i know who i am like get out of my way if you don't walk my path you know so You're taking a lot of work <laughs> yes and and i know it takes work but i'm imagining the you know, the women who are listening to us right now and they're like, okay, but how, you know, like how do I get into that trust? Because many of my clients and listeners, they're still in nine to five or are just starting their business. And they're like, how do I even you know, get to the place that I don't have to hustle and work hard? And how do I even know what to do? Because I am used to, I'm programmed to get money only from my eight to five or nine to five. Exactly. Yeah. So I think in order
1: to kind of dive into that question, I'll tell you a little bit of a backstory for me. Um, Part of my patterning and my conditioning from my upbringing was seeking approval and seeking love and seeking affirmation from the people around me. So what that looked like was being amazing at a job, working extra hours, taking on extra team members I couldn't handle, traveling when I knew I shouldn't travel, all of the things that would get you ahead in a really intense corporate um, environment, mm-hmm. I was really, really good at because I was constantly looking for the next promotion, the next raise. Oh, good. Look at, look at Casco. Here's another gold star. Here's another team member. Here's another advancement director position, etc. cetera. Like pick your, pick your affirmation. And I realized that that pattern patterning was systemic from my childhood. I would try to do something to get approval or love from my parents. So I carried that into my early 20s and I did it really, really well.
0: Hmm.
1: Well, when you do that, it leaves very little energy, very little love, very little time to really spend with yourself. And as I was going throughout this corporate trajectory and doing really well on paper, I was actually going through kind of this spiritual evolution of really becoming in touch with, I was a yoga teacher, but coming in touch with who I was as a person, who I was as a soul and what my purpose was. And there was a ton of incongruency between those. So I knew I was meant at that time to be teaching yoga classes, be working on my breath and my practice and getting into my body but I was also being controlled and manipulated and allowing myself to be that way from the job that I was at. Mm -hmm. So there's some hard decisions that obviously come up when you're in that as to, do I continue this trajectory that looks good on paper, that has a 401k, a company car, all the perks and benefits, or do I follow a, my intuitive guidance, my down. Telling my, my soul, my purpose, my spirit, what to do. It's a really, it's a hard decision that you get, you have to, you get eventually get face to make.
0: Hmm. So what was the, what was the point in your life that you said like, okay, I get to change something because very often we have this feeling inside of us like I know I meant for more but sometimes when we're in the midst of the changes and the growth we cannot see clearly what the thing is you went you know also from you know like yoga teacher and into being a business coach now mm-hmm. so Uh, And and what I love, um, would you say on your website, I find my way along the way, because Mm -hmm. very often we're like, okay, I'm here. I know I don't want to be here. I want to be somewhere there. And how do I get there? And there's this gap and I don't want to be there in this gap. So what helped you along your journey to discover what your purpose really is and how to, because you, you never struggle in making money, right. in a corporate, but how to really make money in your business that it's not bringing that hard work and hustle. Mm -hmm. So it started me without me, with
1: me getting intentional about what I really liked and disliked and having honest conversations with me with myself. So I knew I loved marketing and I knew I was really good at digital marketing. That was my job in corporate and I knew I enjoyed the actual tactics of digital marketing. What I didn't love was someone else controlling my my schedule, my system, my body, when I was traveling, when I wasn't traveling, who I was working with, when I was tra- like all everything else. But I knew I loved that digital marketing aspect. And I knew when I was kind of looking at all of the different categories and buckets of me, I knew I loved yoga and the personal development and health and wellness industry. So I literally one day after getting back from a 30 plus hour flight from Dubai, I said, I literally walked into my director's, to my boss's office and I said, I quit. And he goes, oh, you're just tired. He's like, go home, sleep on it. He's like, this is not really the decision you want to make right now, being emotional. And I was like, oh snap! He just used the e-word. He <laughs> said he called, which was like a very—I very, was in a very masculine-dominated auto industry, so I mean that was the normal. And I said, no, 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 I'm being serious. This is this was my last flight. I'm leaving, and I, that was actually where my agency was birthed. So I started out a marketing agency. So it was combining what I was good at, what I knew could make money, and then what my passions were. Hmm. Now I want to put a little asterisk in here because for any of my yogis, and when I say digital marketing in yoga studios, I was financing for people $1,000 dollars because they couldn't pay for their website outright. So I was in the right industry. I was in the, the right spot, I was doing the right work but I was, doing the, I was in the wrong demographic for me because I needed something that actually had a little bit more income, a little bit more steady. So I started to, to play this game essentially with my business and with myself as to this isn't working, this is working. What can I change from the this isn't working bucket to make it a little bit more in alignment, a little bit more based on intention and a little bit closer to where I want to be. Mm -hmm. And I just played that shell game for, I mean,
0: seven years in my business until I landed on exactly who it was. Wow. Thank you so much for saying the seven years, Mm -hmm. because sometimes we get so impatient, you know, like, like what's wrong with me why it's not faster why i'm not getting clients why why i don't have this immense clarity right Mm -hmm. and sometimes yes it can happen in a snap of the fingers because you done the work you have done the work and then you're like Oh, you get an inspired idea what it could be. But for most people, it takes time. And like you said, it's the trial and the error and really going for it and really going for the things that, like you said, it's this blend of what am I good at that people would pay me for? Mm -hmm. And what is my passion? Because you can be, I used to have social media marketing agency, like you and me, girl, we are so aligned. (laughs) I had it for a couple of years. I was really good at it. I love building relationship. I love marketing, but it wasn't fulfilling. I kept asking myself, is this it? Because it felt like chasing the money, you know, and chasing the clients. So right now, social media marketing, social media presence is just a little tiny, like a stepping stone in what I'm doing with my clients, but it wasn't it, but I wouldn't know if I wouldn't do it. So Mm -hmm. sometimes I feel that we know what to do by doing so i i wonder cassandra you know on your journey when you say like i had to get really clear and what i like dislike and what are my passions and what, what what am i good at like what would people pay me for how can we can we like how can we do it if somebody is just like at the beginning of their journey and they're in their work and they're like I know I wanna do something else and I like a million things, but I'm not like expert in something. I'm, you know, if there is not like, and listen, that was me, you know, I'm like, Mm -hmm. I'm good in many things, but it's not like one specific thing. Like you said, I'm an amazing in digital marketing. What if you don't have one specific thing that you can say I'm really good at and people would pay me for, how can you find that thing? Yeah. So I feel like that's where the trial and error really comes into play.
1: Mm -hmm. So like for me, it was digital marketing and I knew that I didn't know it would lead into business coaching and personal development and spirituality work with my clients. Mm -hmm. The journey kind of brought me there when after seven years of creating someone's website, I'm talking about their daily rituals, their rhythm, who they're praying to, what they're doing in the mornings, what they're eating, what they're drinking, who they're communicating that's toxic, like while building a website. So I was like, oh, wait, like someone was paying for a website or a branding or a logo or packaging or whatever the case may be. And I was doing all this work when that's really where the universe kind of drew, like literally dragged me to. And I was like, oh, people get paid for this thing called coaching and like consult. Like I didn't know, I didn't know it was a thing. It wasn't even in my purview. So I feel like a lot of times when you're in this trial and error and when you're open and willing and able to receive, the universe will kind of guide and mold and manipulate you into the next best version, the next best iteration, the next best thing you should and are able to do. Mm. I really, truly believe
0: that. Yes. And, and again, I'm like nodding my head because that's what I truly believe too, because I couldn't see clearly the end of the path. Like my business mentor, she already has like pre-planned like 2021 and 2022. I'm more intuitive. So I have like a big points, like when, like if there's an event or something traveling bigger, but I, I like being more intuitive and I love being guided, you know? So it's beautiful that, we can give ourselves permission to really be guided and doesn't mean that you will be sitting on your booty but you will really respond to the things you are curious about the the books that you want to read like when i like see somebody like posting on instagram like book and it just really draws me in i don't question it yeah. because there is a message for me so starting to trust the universe that it's going to guide you you know into the best next step it's <laughs> (laughs) such a powerful force of surrender and trusting. That's what I was just going to say to tap off of that. It is the allowing
1: is that vulnerability, that openness and able to be received is a whole nother level of vulnerability. Hmm. And I feel like, which is what I get a lot of my clients to go away from. One of my programs is called hustle to healing is because we are fairly strong, fairly independent type. Most of my women are type A women. But we're like, yeah. If I just work harder, if I just, you know, don't sleep one more night, if I just cancel this one more family vacation, I can get the thing that I want in my business. And that's actually the paradigm I'm trying to switch and trying to swap because that does that will get you far, and in some cases, that will get you to your level of success. But it caps you and it limits you. Yeah, and it's actually technically a trauma response. Is that control? Is that manipulation? Is that perfectionism? Is that white knuckle grip? It's you trying to hold on to something and not truly just allow whatever comes your way to come your way.
0: Wow. Can you speak a little bit more about that, that perfectionism and control? It's a trauma response. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. So there's certain things in the body that are considered trauma responses. And these things for me show up really, really clearly in business. A lot of times um, I see business and personal development kind of as a parallel journey, And you know, you may take a step up in your business and level up in your business. And then you have a whole shitload of personal development stuff that comes smashing in your face and you get through that and then you get another up level in your business. So they kind of ping pong and share, share the journey along, but there are certain things that take a hold and limit you in what you're able to do. So that is perfectionism. It's trying to get your course to the perfect level and have the perfect handouts and have the perfect documents and the perfect launch strategy and perfect ad campaign before you actually just launch a down and dirty course, knowing that you need help in your business and that you need assistant or someone to come alongside of you or a coach or someone to come actually give you a hand it's actually releasing that grip as to, no, this is my baby. This is my business. I will not allow that. Mm. And then there's so many other ones that come up. Um, identity is one that comes up quite often in the work that I do is not knowing who they are without all of these limiting beliefs and without all of these stories that people cast upon us is another, is another trauma response that's really common in business.
0: Wow. I, I can absolutely like um, relate to that, you know, Um and and you for example you go from like hustle to healing which is very similar to what i do it's from really like purely masculine controlling focus you know and and really being in the doing and providing and protecting especially for women who didn't feel safe growing up right yeah. we want to make sure that we are in control of everything on the outside of us and that's when it comes in when i am strong when i know when i'm focused when i do just plans, strategies, all these things go, 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 go. Then I feel safe because it's in my hands. And then we have a challenge to receive, to soften up, to allow things come to us, to really have fun along the journey, you know? So that's when I love bringing in more of the feminine energy and allowing and receiving. And like you mentioned, identity, like Who am I without all these limiting beliefs? Mm -hmm. Um, Do you have any like exercises that you love for releasing the limiting beliefs that align with the identity?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I tend to do a lot of soul retrieval work um, with my clients. I have a shamanic practitioner background and a Reiki background. So we tend to call in specific ages and actually apply adult consciousness to those ages in order to heal the wounds that were given to us. So that mean, might mean, you know, at age eight, someone you didn't feel loved or worthy and, you know, at, you know, 28 or 30 or 35, you're bringing that into your business. Um, so we actually go back and connect the the consciousness to it and so offer connect- either forgiveness or communication or some sort of healing modality or sometimes it's just something that you weren't able to say at eight that you need to actually get off of your chest and say at 38, <laughs>
0: Mm, it's so powerful. It's so powerful. Like if you think about it, what we know now and the stories we told ourselves, like you mentioned, you know uh, when I was like seven years old, I decided I'm unlovable and unworthy and I have to do things in order to receive love just because my parents didn't watch cartoons with me like they did with my brother. And I have to be like cleaning the house. Yeah. Like when you look at it from a place that you are 36, you're like, wow that's silly right but when you're a little child and you're going through it and It's just so ingrained in your emotions. Now it takes time. And when you can connect it with the adult consciousness, like you mentioned, you're not making it smaller or diminishing the trauma or wounds that it created, but you bring in the support that very often we didn't get when we were growing up because parents, maybe they were not present or they didn't even know. My parents didn't even know that I created this story, right? Like we're just watching TV. What's the big deal, right? Finish cleaning and come. Imagine like how it shifted my life. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's so beautiful that you have these modalities with your clients. And with all of these modalities and, and rituals with and for your clients, I wonder what are some of your daily practices that are maybe flexible, but non-negotiable for you, some of them to keep you in this flow and in this healing energy?
1: Yeah. So I have a lot of daily practices and rituals. Um, I actually kind of, well, first of all, to talk about the, the month, I actually plan my month based on moon cycle hmm. um, just because there are certain times I was getting mad at myself. There was certain times of the month where I would like get on a podcast and I would nail the podcast and we'd have the best conversation. And there was other times of the month where I'd get on the podcast and basically mumble and drool on myself and not be able to like talk about what I did. And I was like, Oh, this is because certain times of the month I'm great at communication and other times, you know, I am meant to rest and to really, you know, turn inward and do some more inner deep work. Mm. Um, so my whole month is actually based on moon cycle, but from like a day-to-day ritual perspective, um, getting out in nature is a non-negotiable for me.
0: Mm.
1: I live on 450 acres of emptiness, so either move in? <laughs> My house is only 900 square feet now. It's it's a weird combination of Small space, but also beautiful spaciousness outside. So one of the things per day is I have to get outside. I have to either go for a walk or go take a walk in the woods or go down to the ocean or just just spend some time breathing actual God's air versus like stagnant, heated, air-conditioned air. Um, Another thing that I definitely do on a daily basis is just a prayer and meditation and journaling kind of exercise, depending on my mood. Um, It's not the same every day. Some days it's more structured. Other days it's more free-flowing. Some days it's writing myself a voice memo because I don't feel like writing. I just really tap into kind of what I want to do and how I want to do that. Mm -hmm. And then I do make it really, really intentional that I have to have at least one friend conversation Mm -hmm. um, every couple days. So it's really easy to kind of ignore friends and relationships when you do talk on zoom or you do talk on voxer you do talk via text to your clients all day so i try to have at least probably two or three per week just like actual genuine friend to friend sister conversations
0: Thank you for the reminder. So true. So true. <laughs> because like we speak all day and podcasts and videos and mm-hmm. all of these. And I'm blessed because, you know, my, my friends are super supportive, even though they're not entrepreneurs. Um, they get it. But I always I do usually like a monthly dates that we go for lunch or dinner. And oh, I miss going out for lunch and dinner. That was like so pre-COVID. <laughs> Oh my gosh. We still go, you know, like in, in Vegas, you know, there are places that like most of things are open here and yeah. then it's, it's just like wearing the mask when you enter in, taking the mask off when you sit down. So a I- whole nother podcast, whole different story. I'm sure. <laughs> Girl, I think that, like, I would get blocked and deleted for all of my opinions. I'm right there with you. <laughs> it's just like, hey, can we, can we be, like, done with all the election and voting and everything so everything can go a little bit back into the normal? Yeah, yeah. Like, there are people who, like, really want to live their
1: life, okay? So well, my whole thing was everything being closed at 7 p.m. I was
0: like, oh, yeah, because COVID you know, only COVID comes out at 7. Oh, my gosh. I think that... <laughs> We didn't have that in here in Vegas, but it happened in California that you had to, I think it was like eight o'clock or something like that. I was like, uh, what, Mm -hmm. what changes in the air after seven or 8 PM. Right. Mm -hmm. And still like wearing the masks and like, if, if there is a real danger, we need a real masks. Mm Mm-hmm. And then really be cautious and not like going to the restaurant, have a mask that you're breathing in and out anyway, normally, because it's just like nothing. Exactly. Like you said, it's going to be like another podcast. Deep breath breath out, this two shell pass. It just has to. Back to the beach in Makonos. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go. I'm so open. Two of my clients are actually going to be at the same time. They're going to Cancun next week. Um, and they're like, "Oh, but do you want to come?" I was like, "That's little, last minute. I have a couple like other open things, you know." But it's 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 like we, I think we're all craving the freedom and the travel and and like 100%. being able to choose for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um. And what's
1: really interesting about kind of how that conversation, how this conversation is going, what we're living through right now and what we're experiencing, especially as entrepreneurs, there are going to be trauma responses that come out of this COVID season. Like, and for some people, I mean, not not myself or you based upon our stories, but this is the biggest trauma. This is the biggest setback. This is the biggest really issue that they've had to face in their lives. Wow. And if you think about that, it's just to think about that and to really feel into that. It'll be interesting to see what what happens in the next coming years. Mm.
0: Yeah. Like you said, the next coming years, I like personally, when the pandemic and everything started, like I, my, my business tripled, you know, because women realized like, okay, I cannot go to work and I don't want to go there anyway. And now I'm stuck at home and I cannot go out and speak with other ones or I'm closed at home with kids and I get to be homeschooling then. And it's driving me crazy, you know, because I don't have a space for me. What do I do? So for me, when people are like, how you're doing through these like crazy and hard times, I was like, oh, what are we living in different times? Yes, it's inconvenient, but I also feel like so many people awake, you know, mm-hmm. so many people awake. And unfortunately, it also divides some people. I cannot have conversation. Like I call my grandma every single day, but anytime she wants to share with me about you know, like how COVID is real and how everything goes to the hell. I I change subject. I love her to life, but we, we don't share the same opinion about what is happening. And I feel like everybody has now their own opinion, what is happening. So it's, it's fascinating. Like you said, what will happen in the next few years, you know? So I wonder, and, and this will like I'm really curious about your um, response because it's one thing we talk about, you know, and one thing we are finishing up with the podcast. So right now for a woman who are in this like edge of something has to change and I cannot live my life as I did before, what would you, what, what is the last thing you want her to know when she is not fully, truly like, screw the nine to five, I cannot go there anyway? And having a clear idea of the business, what do you want her to know right now at this moment? I would
1: want her to know that regardless of her decisions, she's a powerful being. Mm -hmm. And the reason I want to just kind of tap into and say that to her in particular is I feel like so often we as women look at ourselves as weak and as undeserving and as unworthy as an unlovable and as in anything else that you know and any other limitation that someone else gave us that's our true reflection quite often of ourselves and just to know that there is no necessarily right or wrong answer i don't believe entrepreneurship or having a business is for everyone but what i'm and what i would encourage her to do is to lean into what she wants own what she wants and really embrace those parts of her
0: i love it so much and like where were you 10 years ago when i needed to hear it (laughs) i was building websites and logos but not coaching (laughs) Isn't it amazing? You know, like I, like I said, I absolutely love what you said on your website. You know, I, I learned like along the way, and it's so important to give yourself permission. Give yourself permission because. Even when my clients went back to working, you know, um, they feel like I don't want to be here. I know I'm not meant to be here. And sometimes it's not just like you did coming from Dubai and screw this, I'm out. Not everybody exactly. has the the option to do that. So giving yourself some compassion and space and and really trusting in yourself and your own power, it's going to be really a life changer. So Love it. Thank you so much, Cassandra. Like I said, I could do another 10 podcasts on a hundred different topics with you. I mean, we'll just keep switching off. Next time my podcast, time after your podcast. I love it. I love it because there is just so much alignment. And what I love is that sometimes we need to hear the message hundreds of times. So it finally clicks and you're ready to receive it. Sometimes you get to hear it from different person and different accents and different times, you know? Exactly. So, Different parts it. of the continental US. <laughs> exactly.
1: Somewhere it's summer. Somewhere it's winter. Basically.
0: Oh, don't you just love it? I I, I want to stay in my summer. If you want to come visit the summertime, just 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 come to like, I want to say chill with us, but to warm up with us. <laughs>
1: exactly, warm up with you guys. No, I was actually just looking at. I was like, where can I fly to in February? That's my. I said, uh, "This is my first real winter back since I was a little kid." Wow. So I said, I'll be good for January, January. You'll have the excitement, but Mm -hmm. and then February I'm I'm done. (laughs) Exactly. I'm like, February, I'm going to need
0: to thaw out. Love that. Awesome. So, Cassandra, thank you so 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 much. I love being connected with you, and I know I'm stacking you on Instagram, and I have my hands on your website. It is just your name, cassandrashack.com. Uh, we will put in in the show notes. Is there any other place that you love hanging out online? Stuck against the podcast, uh, yeah. right? <laughs> Yeah, she does have all the stuff. No, honestly, uh, CassandraSheck.com
1: is the, the internet hub of all things, services, podcasts, social
0: media, blogs everything is on there. So that's kind of the best place to, to find me. Amazing. Thank you so much, Cassandra. Not only for today, I really appreciate your time, your wisdom, but I really appreciate who you are being and your work because it's so needed. You're really setting women free to be themselves and live their own truth. So thank you so much for doing it and saying it in a little different accent than I do. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you
1: for having me. And as well, thank you for the work that you do. So together we will set the entire female population free. (laughs)
0: Let's do it.